Hey guys, I'm so excited for today's episode because we have a very special guest with us. We have Miss Lisa Barnett, who knows all things Akashic, and I can't wait to dive in and just dip into a little bit of her knowledge about the Akashic Records and exactly what she does. So thank you for joining us today on Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am your host, Melissa Oatman from melissaoatman.com. If you're new, I wanna welcome you. If you are returning, welcome back. So, so excited to have Lisa Barnett. She is a best-selling author of The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records and then From Questioning to Knowing. And she has a third book coming out that she's gonna be talking to us about in a little bit. And she also coaches people and helps people to dive into the Akashic Records. I can't wait to get started talking to you. Thank you so much for being here today, Lisa. Oh, thank you, Melissa. I am excited to get to talk with you about all things Akashic. Yes. Now, I know we've had guests on before who talked about the Akashic Records, but um, everyone, I think, offers just a different perspective and a different way that they use the Akashic Records. So I can't really... I can't wait to hear your take on this, but before we dive into the Akashic Records, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you, who you are, and how did you get on this journey that you started helping people access their Akashic Records? Well, it's a bit of a long story, so I'll try and, I'll try and give you the abridged version. But um, when I was only about three years old, and those of you who have um, little children who, or who have had children often see this in their kids where they have kind of an awareness or a consciousness. Sometimes they can really see angels or spirit guides and or dead people, right? So it's interesting that um, we have these different kind of, of um you know, conscious aspects when we're really little. And so I was about three and I actually realized I was trapped in a body and I was not happy about it. Honestly, I was kind of <laughs> like, really, I want to go back. And so um, I told my mother that, and, you know, of course she couldn't send me back anywhere, but I kind of used that as a, a jumping off point when I got a little bit older. I was about 13, 14 years old. I literally started to kind of study spirituality because I was conscious of not being embodied. I could remember um, being with etheric souls and just communicating, not having to... Um, say all these words to explain everything, right? That kind of telepathic, clairsentient, you know, claircognizant, we get it all, right? So, you know, I started there and started to study and went on and minored in philosophy in college. And, you know, as so many of us do, uh, I took a left turn and... <laughs> Um, two of my very dearest friends, closest friends from childhood died when they were in high school. And I was pretty mad as a, you know, as a soul, just feeling like we were here to do something together. This is my soul family. How could you take them away from me? So it was, you know, very traumatizing. And I just said, kind of F you, I'm not going to do whatever it was I was going to do. I just put my hands on my hips and I was pissed. <laughs> Let me just say, I was not happy about this. So um, 
I went into the corporate world. I worked in advertising for 15 years. I traveled the world. I had lots of fun, let's say. And growing up in California back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, there was lots of fun to be had. So, um, you know, it, it was, uh, my 20s were pretty wild. And uh, until I got really sick and kind of ended up having to wake back up again. And again, I think, you know, the reason I talk about these things is that a lot of us have these types of experiences and um, sometimes we don't know why maybe we had that accident or we got sick but afterwards and sometimes it's many years afterwards we actually realize this was a wake-up call from our soul and so um, that's what my um my chronic fatigue was really a wake up from my soul going kind of like, hey, party days are over, baby. It's time to get back on your soul path. You yeah. came to be a healer. <laughs> let's do it. Right. Right. So, um, you know, that's really kind of where I started again in my 30s, really my healing path, studying healing, having a healing center, doing a lot of um, clairvoyant, um, intuitive readings, energy healings. And I was conscious of the Akashic Records, which was not all that common back in the 80s again, or even 90s, you know, it was kind of just coming back. And, um, you know, when the record keeper started to talk to me, it didn't dawn on me who was talking to me, it took me almost five years to realize <laughs> who it was who kept giving up me all this amazing information. I was like, wow, that is so cool. All, you know, all this expansive um, pasts and plans and, you know, all about really what your plant, your soul had planned. So um, it was a process again, as I think for most of us, these things are, and it goes on, you know, now I'm in my mid sixties and I can say, oh yeah, back when I was just 40, you know, <laughs> it really dawned on me what was going on that I was called to do this work. And so literally the record keeper said to me, um, help us bring the Akashic records back to humanity. And I said, you've got the wrong lady here. You know, <laughs> we were talking a little bit about kids. I had three children in a year and a half. Wow. So my son was one and a half years old when our, when the twins were born. And so I literally had three babies and diapers for quite a few years. And I, you know, was my mildly overwhelmed to say the least. And, um, but of course, when somebody like the Akashic record keepers talks to you and asks you to do something, <laughs> you're kind of, it's hard pressed to say no. So I said, okay, give me some baby steps, you know, like, how can I just do this easily? And they said, just keep teaching we'll give you um, more information, we'll give you access prayers that connect to a variety of different star seed lineages to make it easy for people all over the world to connect to their Akashic records. You know, we'll help you start a school. And so I said, okay, and I have, and they say, write, write another book. And I say, okay, and I do, so. <laughs> can't exactly say no can you no it's hard <laughs> <laughs> well 
Well, I love that you um, tell this story because I think there's probably so many people out there who have similar experiences that there were some sort of tragic life experience that caused them to wake up and to realize that they were not living their purpose. I know me personally, myself had something, not the same as your story, but something happened. I went through a divorce and, you know, went through a painful breakup. And then that was the catalyst to really set my feet on a different path and to realize that I was a healer. And I know there are a lot of people out there who have similar stories. So um, I love that you share yours because I think it gives other people the courage to say, oh yeah, you know, I, I can take these small baby steps to really do what I came here to do. So now tell us more about how you work with people with the Akashic Record and, and how you help them and what way do you do that? Right, so um, I do, I do still do some Akashic record readings and healing sessions. And what I've realized over again, you know, we don't usually wake up and realize something overnight. We realize things as we, you know, progress through our own personal journey, right? The Akashic record keepers always say things like, you know, it's a journey, right? It's a path. It's not a destination, <laughs> you know, purpose is definitely not a place you're, you get to. It's a process yeah, and it changes and it's an up and down road, no doubt. But um, so I do love to work with clients because to me, it really keeps me in touch with all sorts of questions and what's happening with humanity and other people because you know, you can access your own Akashic records every day, but I'm going to ask the questions that are important to me, but I see so many different things by working with clients and we can dive deep and do some very profound healing that way. So I love to, you know, work one-on-one -on -one because to me, what the record keepers have really taught me is that before we embody, we write a soul plan life is really not random. It is something that we say, I want to make these soul contracts with all these different people. I want to support them. I want to learn things from them, which can be that challenging divorce, right? right. We hopefully learn something. We grow, we move deeper into compassion and understanding about other people, other souls, we can bring some of that, you know, information and wisdom then and share that with other people in the world, whether we're just, you know, talking to a good friend who's going through a terrible divorce and, and, you know, we can share the wisdom and be compassionate and be there for them. So we're always teachers in our process to me in that way. So when we write this plan, we, we want to bring gifts and talents to people. We want to share them with humanity. And um, I always like to share, you know, because I have so many students or clients who come to me and say, what's my sole purpose? And, and the record keepers always kind of laugh and say, you know, again, you have many purposes and some of the most profound purposes um, we don't even notice. That, that may be sharing your, um, your love and your light in a bigger way with humanity that we take for granted or don't really think it's a thing, right? Yeah. Um, so many light workers on the planet, just 
don't realize all the good they're doing in the world. So I, I always like to say thank you for doing all the good you're doing, for shining your light, for being your love, for being that support and that compassion in the world, because that's really how we're going to transform the world, right? Right. So we make this big soul plan. Uh, then we come to earth and we totally have amnesia. So we go blundering about. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And, you know, and, you know, there's some, sometimes people like, you know, me, and I'm sure plenty of listeners who have that kind of aha moment when you're two or three or four, and we're like, ah, what am I doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone drug me and threw me in a body. I mean, I've had plenty of light workers say things like that. Too, I know, you know I do too. Like I've talked to so many people, one of my friends included, we had this long conversation about how he told his dad, like, it's heavy here. I don't like it. I don't like it here. And I think that is such a, you know, when you're young and you understand that there's gravity here and you have to speak instead of just sending what you want to, your thoughts. I think that is such a huge shock to a lot of souls when they get here. And probably a lot of people out there listening have kids who have maybe said similar things to them about that. Yeah, I know. It's 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 always lovely. I used to um, have a couple of friends, my kid when my kids were, you know, like middle, you know, eight, nine, 10, 12, right? And they were still had babies like little one-year-olds or two-year-olds. And they would be having some of those kind of experiences like what am I doing here? This is really weird. And you can even see it in their eyes sometimes, even though they didn't really have the words. And, um, and, and, and speaking, that was really what triggered me. I realized that I was, I was trying to say something to my mother, right? Like, whatever, I don't like whatever you're cooking. I was a very finicky eater. I'm sure I was, I was like, how do I say that? What is that? You know? And I was like, oh my God, that's right. I can't just telepath her. I need these stupid words. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, but that's, you know, that is, of course, the human experience. And the crazy thing is, is that we choose that we want that we want to have this experience, we want to grow as a soul. We want to help other people. So all of that is very, um, is very, you know, kind of deep and profound to us on a cell on a soul level, right. So um, I always like to um, you know, suggest that when we're having a challenge in those kind of ways is kind of if we can drop back, you know, into our heart and just think, what was my soul thinking? You know, can I see it from that place? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, it gives us a pause. Sometimes it's like, we're so mad about you know, something two days later, we'll laugh and think that was so silly. What was that about? But right. And you're thinking, oh, you know, there's people who are starving and, you know, challenged just to stay alive. And who cares about that thing, right. whatever it was, right? So um, the way the record keepers talk about that is one of our biggest um processes, aspects, you know, soul growth is really about this compassion and conscious awareness that no matter what a person acts like, looks like, is like, treats you, even people who are, seem very, you know, negative or angry or scary or, you know, uh, abusive, 
they're still all divine souls. So we're all really, and, and it's certainly not um, an easy thing to, to kind of wrap our minds around and really believe and move into, but we really are um, truly, really all one and part of, of source. And so when we can um, see that energy or that light buried under that, you know, whatever mask or facade that person is wearing or, or ego personality that they're exuding in the world. When we can get that, we can be that compassion. We can be that forgiveness. And the record keepers like us to realize that this is its own path to enlightenment is compassion, forgiveness, unconditional love, yeah. And you can do that. You really are. You are awake, you know, and, and, and uh, the interesting thing is if you ever look at like um, some of the emotional scales, like Dr. Um, David Hawkins had a good scale of power versus force. If you're familiar with that book from zero to um, 100 from the lowest vibrational uh, energy of blame and shame and guilt, which is down at 10 or 20 and 30, up to enlightenment, which is from 700 to 1000. So even enlightenment is not a place. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a journey from 700 to 1000, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the one thing I think people need to understand is we need to have grace and compassion for ourselves as well as other people, because you, you might have come a long way and you've had, you've shown compassion and forgiveness to other people. And then tomorrow something could trigger you and you don't react that way and you kind of fall back a little bit and maybe get back into the ego self, but that's okay because it's part of the process of learning. And I, I want to hit on something else that you said when you talked about how we created this plan, because I know I personally have talked about this before in my podcast and I've had people write to me and say, there's no way I would have chosen that my partner dying, my child dying, this happening, that happening. And I get it. I would not, you know, my ex, there was a lot of trauma going on there with my kids and he also passed away. And you think, why would I have chosen that? Because in our human brains, it hurts. There's so much of all of this. Why would we choose that? But I like to compare it to when you go to college and you sign up for your classes because you want to learn and they all sound so interesting. And then you sign up and then you get there and you're like, why did I take this class? It is so difficult. And it's, I don't like it. It's not what I thought it was going to be. And I feel like that's sort of one way to look at it because on this, we don't, I don't think feel or understand the human emotions when we're in our soul form. And so we we aren't going to know what that's going to feel like being here and experiencing it at that moment. So maybe you can touch more upon that for those people out there who are saying, why would I have chosen that? Right? No, and it is so important. So yeah, thank you for kind of swinging back around. Um, and of course, always so much to say. <laughs> I go, where do I start? <laughs> um, I have worked with so many clients who have come to me because of the um, of the trauma, and maybe they had a. Um, 
an abusive childhood. They may have been sexually abused by a parent or grandparent, or, you know, there's a lot of um, emotionally um, and mentally abusive parents. Also, sometimes it's teachers, sometimes it's a sibling. I've heard of a lot of abuse from um, siblings, actually, also, and, you know, or anybody else in that kind of close family circle. But they would say, why in God's name would I ever pick abuse? I mean, that's insane. But if you can go and, and start to um, look at the really big picture, if you can move out of your life and your story, and this is one of the great gifts to me of the Akashic Records, is that we can look at all of these lifetimes you've had, 400, 600 other lifetimes. And maybe in many of those lifetimes, you were a warrior. Maybe you raped and pillaged. Maybe it was more about power and control and anger than, you know, rape is always about that and not sex, but as I'm sure is abuse also, right? And so um, we can see, oh, you, you've struggled with this in many different lifetimes. Maybe you've been an uh, abusive um landowner or slave owner and and you know we aren't just nice people we do everything and so we actually think to ourselves i want to experience the other side i want to know what it's like to be the person who is is raped i want to you know i mean god forbid but seriously we as a soul go i have to experience everything so we come here 800 lifetimes or 500 lifetimes, whatever it is, a thousand lifetimes. It's ridiculous how many times we come to earth because we're learning and growing as a soul. So when we can have both sides of that experience and not usually just once, it doesn't take us one time to figure it out. It may take us five times or 20 times until we've kind of covered all of those facets and come to a place where we can understand that we are an infinite soul, that this is a very short life, and that we are really here to be the forgiveness for ourselves, to not blame ourselves for being that, to not move into place of victimhood, to be able to stand in our power, to be able to grow and share the wisdom and the gifts that we've, we've received from this trauma. And then really to, in that way, become empowered and overcome that experience. And if we can see that, then we can realize we're not weak, small, little humans. We are really strong, powerful, expansive, infinite souls having this momentary human experience. Yeah. So I find that usually that view is very helpful in um, kind of going, oh, okay, you know, when I look at it that way, it doesn't mean that you don't do a lot of therapy and do a lot of healing work and do a lot of study around it. Um, amazing, you know, techniques and tools as well as um, energy healing, quantum healing through the Akashic Records, I find is very useful, you know, for so many of the clients we work with. And there's one other aspect 
that I sometimes find, and it, and this is true about something like abuse and especially things, well, all kinds of abuse, but especially sexual abuse, um, is that there is a very big group soul contract on the planet, which is very much about stopping and ending these long running paradigms. And they're really very much about the trauma and passing that trauma on. So what we know is that often when a person is abused, especially as a child, that they then turn around and abuse their own children, which is in my mind, of course, kind of impossible to imagine. But I have had many clients who have said, yes, you know, my father abused me. And I know I, I feel for him because I know he was also abused as a child. Mm -hmm. um, so that con that idea, that thought is kind of, I don't know, counterintuitive. It would be like, wouldn't you be compassionate? Right. But we are twisted as, as humans and ego and fear and all of our traumas. And so um, thousands and thousands and thousands of souls have come together to say, I'm going to wake up and be conscious enough to end this. I will not pass it on. It will not go down my family lineage any longer. And you have thousands and who knows, millions of souls and light workers who are saying, you know, the buck stops here. And in that way, they are um, transforming and ending a paradigm that has been on our planet for far too long, far, far too long. And so that is a soul choice also to say, I'm gonna come in with this huge group contract to end something. And I think that I know that there are many huge and powerful um, group contracts that we're working on. And one of them is literally to transform our planet, to end the, the dark um, energies, to dismantle the matrix, to move us out of this imbalanced world where, you know, everything is, is in imbalance our our planet obviously is suffering from imbalance with you know um you know globe global warming or all the way down from every sort of thing our our animals our every human suffers in some sort of of level of of uh, imbalance so i know that that's really why we're all here in some way and that's what the record keepers tell me. It's the information <laughs> I get from them. Now, that makes a lot of sense because I often have a lot of listeners reach out. And one of the things that they say is that their challenge and what they're working on is to be where it stops in their family, whether it's abuse, as you said, or alcoholism or whatever that's been going on in their family that they're aware of it, trying to change themselves. And I love that because it is true. You're not just changing yourself. You're changing your entire DNA of your family and repairing that, which is amazing. And I think if you're out there doing that, you're so brave and applaud anyone out there who's trying to better themselves for future generations. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And 
I think the other important piece is, is that, you know, as these big expansive souls, we say, yes, I want to help. I want to take this on. And, and even in your life, if you have no inkling that maybe you're being of service, you're being of huge service by ending a lot of these old patterns, whether it's addiction or abuse or whatever, you know, different pattern. Um, yeah, it is so important so that we really can create a new earth so that we can create the earth that really our souls desire to create. So um, it's exciting to be here. And yeah, it's a challenge too, right? So exactly, exactly. Well, I would love to hear more about your book. So I know you have a new book coming out. And that's called Awaken to Your Purpose correct to your life purpose. So tell us a little bit about your upcoming book. And then I'd like to get into the first two that you did too, because I know those are already out. So if there's anyone out there interested in the Akashic records, then that might be a good resource for them to start. Absolutely. Um, so the new one, uh, Awaken to Your Purpose, it's really about understanding your soul's plan. So kind of what I've been talking about is, um, all in the book and of course so much more because you know I like to talk about karmic patterns because again karma is not a punishment it's not because you were bad so I have lots of clients and students who come to me and they're like I must have been a terrible person (laughs) because I can't make money and you're like yeah it doesn't really work that way (laughs) you know (laughs) so let's explain you know that really our karma is again, it's much more about your soul's growth. And so we get stuck in these cycles. So they're karmic cycles or patterns. And we're kind of struggling to get out of them very often. And and money is a big one that's on the planet, as well as some of the other things that we've mentioned, like addiction and, and, um, uh, and abuse and just, you know, all sorts of emotional connections. Um, that keep us stuck in a lower vibration. But karma is very much about being able to step back and see what's going on, to be able to understand that pattern, what we're bringing in. Is there fear in there? Is there, so when it comes to money, a lot of times we have um, ancestral beliefs, you know, from our lineage, maybe everybody going back for hundreds and hundreds of, of, of years, believe that you have to work really hard just to survive. And that's kind of the the family mantra. You have to work hard just to survive, which means that you actually believe that really super hard work is only going to give you survival level income, right? So you start to go, oh, yeah, I'm happy to be a hard worker, but for all the abundance of the universe, right? We have to really change a lot of that unconscious self-talk that those genetic patterns, which you really can also work with through the Akashic records and realize that's one little aspect, right? So we've come to break through all of these lies and distortions and patterns that the planet has lived in, humanity has held onto again forever and say, okay, the universe is abundant and I deserve all the abundance of the universe. And so when we can realize that there are beliefs, conscious and unconscious, all of this through the ancestors, through our parents, the 
things our parents said, the, the ways they treated us, as well as we have past lives where we took vows of poverty saying, I'm never taking money for my God-given gifts because I'm a nun or I'm a priest and I can't take money for my God-given gifts, you know, of healing or, or compassion or whatever it might have been. And so these kinds of vows stick with us for a very long time, maybe lifetime after lifetime. There, there's no reason to break them um, if you're not breaking them consciously. So we get stuck in these kind of vows of poverty and chastity and obedience. Let's just get rid of all of those. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> One of my least favorite vows, obedience. You know? so, um, and so all of these kind of uh, patterns and lifetimes maybe you had lifetimes where you were a pirate or a burglar or a robber and you thought oh I'm never going to do that again and so we also even um we kind of set up these patterns where I'm like I don't deserve money I was a bad person so those can show up like a karmic pattern that feels like I must have been awful because I can't make money but those are actually kind of often um a conscious ego decision, even a vow. I never want to have money because that got me killed when I was a robber or that got me thrown in jail forever um, when I stole that. So we're old, we're ancient <laughs> and we're complicated. So when we start to look at, at all of this, you know, it's again, it's not about punishment. It's about who am I? What is really the truth? And how do I shift my consciousness so that I can truly be open to receive all the good, whether it's monetary or love, you know, relationships and family or health, you know, vitality, all of these are very deeply connected to abundance. And so nobody's punishing you. You might be punishing yourself or, you know unconsciously punishing yourself right. so all these things are really important to, to release and to let go of and so um i talk a lot about this in in the book but all kind of aspects where our soul contracts equal our relationships and we have a lot of challenging relationships again because we want to learn and grow um they are all of those choices. So the third book, it's a little bit backwards. I wrote my books um, backwards. <laughs> so number three is really probably the like, or yeah, the likely first book to read for, you know, kind of beginners, um, people who are just waking up spiritually, who are kind of curious about the Akashic records and understanding more about their life and their purpose and their, and their karmic patterns. So the new book that's coming out this fall, um, uh, Awaken to Your Soul Purpose, really understanding your soul plan is is really the, the first place to start. And then the second book um, that I wrote is called From Questioning to Knowing. And I channeled 73 healing prayers from the Akashic Masters. And again, I talk a lot about family and um, the emotional challenges that we have with our families and a lot of that is there's can be shame and jealousy and and victimhood and blame and you know sometimes we feel like we've been um born into the wrong family whether it's because they were um 
alcoholic or abusive, or maybe they were just so weird that you couldn't, (laughs) (laughs) and they thought you were so weird, right? Right. Um, so we talk, uh, I talk a little bit about all of these different aspects in from questioning to knowing, and, um, it was fun to write this. I wrote it in really just about three or four days and just sat and kind of channeled all these prayers. So there's a prayer to prayer for courage and a prayer to release vows and a prayer of remembrance. And there's another good one, prayer to clear ancestral family influence, right? So these are good for those kinds of, um, uh, um, you know, money blocks and different aspects too, as well as moving other people's energy out of your space, clearing entities and energy patterns, prayer to release illusion, right? So they really... (laughs) <laughs> there are 73 prayers. It's it's uh, very cool. I know a, a lot of people email me and they say, wow, I just carry that book around with me and I read it every day. I open it up and just read whatever prayer shows up. Yeah, I, so, I have to check that out for sure. Yeah, <laughs> There's it, some prayers in there that I can use for sure. Yeah, I mean, who who couldn't, you know, who can use a, a, a good prayer or two, right? Right, right. And, and, and they're held in this energy and this vibration of the Akashic field. So it's a little bit different because it has this pure source energy love kind of encasing it. And, and people often really say they when they write me, they're like, I, I feel that I just receive phenomenal healing, you know, from these prayers. So that's um, fun from questioning to knowing 73 prayers to transform your life. They're all on Amazon, of course. And then the first book I uh, wrote, which would probably be the last book you'd read, but unless you've been studying and are familiar with, you know, everything we're talking about, and you're ready to learn to access your Akashic records. This is really my how-to book. So I teach you my five-step wisdom prayer system. I teach you how to access the Akashic records using that. And um, it's a great, you know, learn to access your Akashic records uh, book. So it's called the infinite wisdom of the Akashic records. And I have, I have some prayers. I have access prayers, healing prayers, about seven healing prayers in there. You know, the difference is, is of course you have to read all the guided meditations and everything. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not quite the same, um, which is why I also teach that workshop as a 14 hour um, online workshop. And, um, I'll be teaching that come September. So really soon, September 7th, that workshop starts and I offer that online so that people all over the world can start to learn to access their Akashic records. And I can answer your questions and we hold the energy and the vibration for people, you know, holding that Akashic energy and um, really teach you this five-step wisdom prayer system that the Akashic masters gave me many years ago. I love that. I love that you are making it accessible to anyone who wants to learn more or to be able to do this themselves. And we're going to have all of the links for how you can join that class if you'd like to. She's sending me all of that information. I'm going to have the links in the show notes here so that you guys can just click directly there if you want to learn more about it. 
Thank you for doing that. That's so Absolutely. lovely. Absolutely. I love it. I love that um, you're doing what you do as well. I know you said thank you to all the light workers, but definitely thank you to you for coming on here and sharing your wisdom and sharing your wisdom with everyone out there. Thank you for what you do. Hmm, thank you. You know, it was um, whatever, a lot of years ago <laughs> when that, those record keepers said, please help us bring this information back to humanity. And I was kind of like like what why and and they actually explained that they the these beings of light of the akash pulled the vibration of the akashic field away from earth back in the the dark ages so that was like 1000 ad so about a thousand years ago they pulled the vibration away from the planet so people could no longer misuse the information that they were getting in the records so of course dark ages just like it sounds right people <laughs> out of integrity <laughs> taking over countries and you know really um winning wars and finding gold and you know so um so they literally removed the vibration until uh it was really started to come back kind of slowly really in the 60s 70s 80s um and even when I was studying in the 80s, my first healing teacher said, you can go up to the gates of the Akashic Record and ask for healing energy for your students or your clients after you do a healing on them, get some of their Akashic healing energy. But you cannot go into the Akashic Records. And so I actually believe that for a very long time. And that's why the record keepers kind of yelled at me for five years. And it never, ever dawned on me that it would be the Akashic record keepers. I mean, yeah. why would they talk to me? I can't go on the records. <laughs> so um, things have changed really quickly, really, since the 80s, since we've realigned right into the new age of Aquarius, aligning to the galactic centers, all of the light workers here who are untangling old dark energies and contracts and matrices and paradigms just really trying to dismantle a lot there's so much misalignment in the world and it's interesting because um you know we ourselves as souls in bodies now often we're part of kind of creating this crazy world so we could have these crazy um challenges and experiences and so now it's like okay time to clear up all that garbage so we can realign and create heaven on earth it's time yeah absolutely well i want to thank you so much for being here today and if anyone wants to follow you what's the best way for them to do that hmm. easy way is just to go to my website which is akashicknowing.com and there's a, a beautiful free gift right there on the home page if you want to download my guided meditation that takes you on a little journey into the akashic record it's a great way to kind of experience um, the energy you bathe in the river of forgiveness we reclaim three um, gifts from other lifetimes other worlds even and so it's a lovely free gift. If you're interested, you can just go to akashicknowing.com, download that and, you know, see what else is I'm up to. And of course, the workshop is coming up and 
I do readings and healing sessions with clients. You'll find all of that on the website as well as the books also. So you can kind of click links around the books and find them that way or on Amazon. Awesome. I love that. So her website's probably the best way to get a hold of you. And so I will have that link in the show notes again, so you guys can just go directly there. So I always like to ask our guests before we end the show to leave our listeners with one piece of advice. So if you could give people some advice today, you have the stage, what would you tell them? Oh boy. <laughs> I'm not known for my single sentences. <laughs> um, I would say just always remember you are a divine and infinite soul. Just having this human experience, we can kind of let that go as a um, as the trauma and just move into that kind of expanded memory and truth of who you really are. Love that. Love that so much. And I love everything you talked about today. This was such a great conversation. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you, Melissa. I really enjoyed talking with you and sharing the infinite wisdom of the Akashic Records with you and your listeners. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. You can always leave some stars on iTunes. That helps others to find this podcast. And my mission here is to help as many people heal as possible. So thank you for doing that. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook, where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. And if you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all the services I offer, and you can book directly from my website. If you're not sure what you want, you can book a free discovery call, and we can hop on a call and see how I might best serve you. As always, I hope you guys are having a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you guys so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.